Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. The preparation of Advent is both the remembering that people were preparing and waiting for the Christ child and that he came, and then also the current waiting and preparation that we're experiencing today for his return. And so it's like this history echoed and reflected in today, and it is as if all believers had that same hope and anticipation. And not even from Christ's time before that, when people were waiting for his first arrival. So it's an universal experience. Hey, friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. And once again, Mele Kaliki Maka, Merry Christmas from the North Shore of Oahu, where the waves are big and the sun is shining. And it doesn't feel like Christmas in most places of the world, but it's pretty special in its own way. So I hope you are having a great Advent season and that there's just a ton of joy in the air as you anticipate Christmas. And a great new year ahead. Now, you are just listening to a short clip from my friend Alexandra Kirkendall, and this is an episode I shared a couple years back, but it was a favorite, and I love this topic so much, talking with Alex um, from her book, Loving Your Actual Christmas. You guys, we get real. We, We talk about what Christmas time is really like when you're busy moms, and yet Alex's perspective is so refreshing. I just think this is so worth your time. So whether you're listening while you wrap presents or you're in the car or out for some exercise, whatever you're doing, I hope this truly blesses you. Now, I just want to mention how excited I am. As much as I'm being present, enjoying the holiday season, I can't wait for the new year. We have so much good stuff coming. My new book launches in February. And as we lead up to it, my email is the place to be. 
If you are not yet getting my weekly emails, I hope you will join the email community. You can do that at monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. It's free. I will never share your email with anyone, but I really try to pack those with just some inspiration, some fun interesting things that I think will be helpful for you and your family. And leading up to the book launch, we're going to be doing some special things over there. So again, I hope you can join that email list and you can do that at monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. Okay. I also want to pause real quick to just thank you all for the ratings and reviews. As I record this, we're almost at 800 ratings and reviews and that just blesses me so much. And so if you don't know how to leave a rating or review, I hear from a lot of people who are like, I just don't even know how. It's actually really easy. So when you're on your phone on the podcast app, you just scroll down and you'll see five stars and you can just click on those five stars. And right there, you can also leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast. And I thought for fun, I would just share a recent review that blessed me. This one is from Caperna. The names are always a little funny, but K-E-P-E-R-N-A. She titled it, So Grateful for This Podcast. She gave the podcast five stars and she wrote, I so appreciate Monica's honesty, authenticity, and commitment to character and truth in raising boys. As a mom of two boys, I've been so refreshed and strengthened by the wisdom shared in this podcast. Wow, Caperna, thank you so much. That encourages me so much. So you all just know that I read every rating or review and I appreciate every rating and review. And if you haven't done so, that would be a sweet Christmas gift to leave for me. So guys, I don't want to take any more time. I want to dive right into this great conversation with Alex. If you heard it a couple years ago, I think it'll do us all some good to be refreshed. And I hope you can share about this with your friends and family as well. So without further ado, here's Alexandra Kirkendall and I talking about what it means to love your actual Christmas. I hope you enjoy Right. Aloha, Alex. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Well, that does sound funny. I'm going to admit, <laughs> I never thought and I'd why get is an that? <laughs> well, I'm your, yep. your opposite. That's that right. I have Tell us. four daughters. Yes. And um, I've never been so who invited thunk? to be on any boy anything. Right. Um, <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, fun fact, I did think I would be a mom of all boys. Like if, if, you, if I had predicted, that's yeah. what I would have predicted. Interesting. And how's it going? Going okay. <laughs> Your We're, girls are athletes, right? I'll bet they're so cool. They are very fun. They are not loving quarantine life. Yeah, so we have been on virtual mm-hmm. school since March. Mm, so my times. kids are here at home while I'm recording mm. and I have a senior in high school. It's just so disappointing and yeah, hard and trying to make decisions about next year is really stressful. Oh, and I have a yeah. freshman in high school and it's a That's hard. bummy way to start high school. So the two younger yes. ones are okay, but the older ones. Mm, yeah. There's certain life seasons that this has to affect more significantly. Well, now that we're already getting into that, can you just give an official introduction? Tell everybody who you are, where you are, and what you do. Mm -hmm. Well, I live in Denver, uh, right near downtown. We live in the city. My husband runs a ministry that offers transitional housing. So that's kind of long-term emergency housing for people coming out of homelessness, um, mostly because of domestic violence or addiction recovery. We love living in the neighborhood and being part of city life. And I 
with my friend Krista run the Open Door Sisterhood. We have uh, a podcast like you, and we run uh, mastermind retreats, and we've started doing some online stuff um, because COVID, you know, forces creativity, which we're happy about. Um, we were finding some ways to connect with people in smaller groups online. And I have written a number of books. So well, tell us the titles of your books. Well, my first book is titled The Artist's Daughter, and it's a memoir. And I wrote that when I was on staff with Mops International a few years ago. It came out about 10 years ago. That's a long time ago. No, eight, eight. You know how I'm remembering based on the age of my youngest child. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. She was was a toddler. Okay, so then Loving My Actual Life, which is probably Mm -hmm. my most well-known book. Uh, Loving Mm -hmm. My Actual Christmas, we're going to talk about today. Yes. And Loving My Actual Neighbor is my most recent book that came out a year and a half ago. Which I love. That was the first book of yours that I read, and I just loved it so much that I think I want to have you back on in the new year to talk about that. But today we get to talk about Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. I am walking through your book. Now, I did kind of skim ahead a little bit. But really, I'm walking through this book uh, day by day with you. And guys, I hope you have this book. And if not, get a copy for now or to save for next year. But Loving My Actual Christmas, an experiment in relishing the season. I just can't even tell you how much comfort it's bringing me to be reading through this each day with you. I feel like you're me. Like maybe most moms share in so many of the things that you walk through, but we feel like we're the only ones. And so, oh, tell us a little bit more about it before we dive in. Like what was going on that made you write it? What was happening in your life? Hmm. Well, I mentioned Loving My Actual Life was a book I wrote that a lot of people really resonated with. It's just kind of about everyday mothering, contentment in the midst of doing the same thing over and over and over again. And when I would go speak to moms groups and mops groups, I would often hear people say, oh, yes, I want that. I want that. But there's this one time of year where I know it's impossible. And that's Christmas. And it just kind of felt funny. Like, is it impossible to live our lives over Christmas? I mean, I know I've had some really miserable Christmases Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I've been exhausted uh, with trying to make it magical for everyone Mm -hmm. and hosting people and just being the Christmas orchestrator. And I thought, what if we just looked at this one little season of leading up to and then enjoying Christmas and added a little bit of intention to it? So you and I were just talking before we started recording about publishing. So I was under contract for this book. And then it became really evident that my stepdad was dying as I was starting to write the book and think about the book. So it ended up that he died a few months before the Christmas season of when I actually did the experiment. And so a lot of what I talk about is grief during the holidays. And what I heard when I would hear people talking about why the holidays were hard, part of it was just the busyness Mm -hmm. and stress, but also the financial stress that a lot of people Mm -hmm. feel, extra costs and travel and all of that. But a lot of it had to do with somebody that was missing. And, you know, if we think about Christmas, it is an annual marker. So picture where you were a year ago on Christmas Day. 
I think everybody who's listening knows exactly where they were. We can't say that about many days in 2019, but we know where we were on Christmas day, 2019. Mm -hmm. And as we're approaching Christmas day, 2020, we are thinking about all the year that has happened. Now on a normal year, there's going to be some highs, some lows, maybe some big life events that were celebrations, new baby, a marriage, um, maybe some grief. But for this particular year that we are entering into, I think it's especially interesting to be talking about this idea of loving our actual Christmas, Mm. because all of us have had to live in circumstances that we did not ask for and we did not expect, right? And for some people, it's incredibly dramatic. For other people like me, you know, my kids have been home and for sure we've been impacted by this pandemic life, but it's nothing like people who have lost somebody. I learned as I was talking to people before I started writing the book that grief is just a big part of Christmas because all of the things that pain us throughout the year feel especially painful during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. So think about what is your biggest stress? If you're, if you're stressed about time, mm-hmm. Christmas is usually, maybe not this year, but usually a much busier season and you feel crunched and you're trying to get a lot more done. If it's money, money feels tighter over the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then if it's relationships, either because somebody is missing or because of a strained relationship or conflict in your extended family, the holidays tend to be when we gather with people that we're able to avoid all year long yeah. right. <laughs> for so good reasons. True. So true. And so true. And maybe this year you're getting a pass on that. Um, maybe <laughs> you're getting an excuse not to have a big extended family gathering if that's stressful for you. Mm-hmm. But it just is a time where we often are looking at our lives because it is that annual marker and considering in the last year, the life that happened either was what I was hoping for or it wasn't. Mm. And so the disappointment can feel that much more poignant, not to mention there's things like the Hallmark Channel that tell us that Christmas is supposed to be this magical experience. So if you're feeling broke and depressed mm-hmm. and hung over, guess mm-hmm. what? That doesn't really fit into the mm-hmm. narrative of what mm-hmm. Christmas is supposed to feel like. And mm-hmm. yet I think that if the more broke, the more hungover, the more <laughs> stressed and depressed you are, the better the news that Jesus came. Uh, uh. It just he came for the brokenhearted. He didn't yeah. come for people who bank accounts feel nice and safe. He didn't come for people who um, have it all together, whether it appears or not that they, they actually do have it all together. I don't know if there are any right. people like yeah. that, but right. um, yes, he came for the brokenhearted. And so the yes. more brokenhearted you're feeling this season, just know that Jesus is tender and close to you in a way that he might not be if you weren't in as much pain. Mm. Oh, Alex, it's beautiful. That is so, so important. And as I've read through the Gospels this fall and even watched the Chosen series, which I haven't mentioned on the podcast, but that has been such a visible reminder to me that Jesus is so often just coming in and reminds you that he's 
that's exactly what he's here for. He's here for the broken. He's here for the hurt. And I think we often just think we need to get ourselves together, that we want to come to him when everything's right. But I love your reminder that it's exactly the opposite, that he truly is here for that very purpose. And hopefully we can embrace all the more than the broken parts of us as we receive him into our Christmas season and make that the center, make that what it's all about. So Wow, that is beautiful. And that's what I found through the pages of your book that I love so much. Mm. So thank you so much for sharing your heart in it. And I I imagine as you wrote it, then you saw that God was doing something completely different than you originally thought, because you could walk through these pages and really connect with the people who are hurting in the season. Mm -hmm. And that's what your actual Christmas was, even as you wrote the book, right? Right. So I did, just like I did with Loving My Actual Life, I did a little experiment and I just journaled every day things that came up in my life, um, whether they were thoughts I had or things that happened in our family. And then I went back through them and I picked out highlights that I thought, this tells a a story of my journey during this season. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot, obviously I couldn't write about every single thing that happened over Advent and Christmas tide. Um, during that one particular season, but I picked out the things that I thought showed the state of my heart and the change of my mindset, because that's what Advent is intended for. Advent is a time of really preparing, preparation. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of Mary being pregnant and you and I have been pregnant a number of times and that idea of preparation and we are preparing our hearts just like God was preparing the baby in her womb to come. And so what does it take to prepare our hearts for this good news? It's the preparation of Advent is both the remembering that people were preparing and waiting for the Christ child and that he came. And then also the current waiting and preparation Mm -hmm. that we're experiencing today for his return. And so it's like this history echoed and Mm. reflected in today. And it Mm. is as if all believers from Christ's time forward had that same hope and anticipation. And not even from Christ's time before that, when people were waiting for his first arrival. So it's an universal experience. Mm. Yes. And so that's how I chose what I selected. And some of the things are it. really dumb, like really no, dumb about Christmas. <laughs> I don't want you people to no. think it's all super deep. It's not. No. Well, really and dumb. that's, that's what I love is that I feel so normal. Like you make me feel <laughs> like, like I'm not alone. And yet the things you highlight are, are, they're funny. I have laughed out loud many times already. They are real. They're raw. They're honest. And yet, like you said, you're clearly teaching lessons in these pages because what you are learning as you went through your experiment. And then what I also love is how there's little areas that point to the section that comes later in the book, which is making your actual Christmas work. And this, my friends, I'm all about practical. And I love that I get to be a part of your story and walk through the days. Literally, I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. I get to read what Alex did on Tuesday or it's Wednesday. But then there'll be a little mention with a circle pointing you to the page where you can read more about things like 
I'm just going to open it. Like finances, a whole section that gets really practical about finances. You know, reduce, reuse, recycle, gift giving on a budget. I love that. Um, Relationships. You get practical at the back of the book about relationships, bringing families together, navigating extended family relationships, and just the logistics. So I think that there are... um, It's a fun way to read a story, to have some fun, to feel like a friend is walking through it with you, but also to get to learn the lessons you learned. And maybe you're saving some of us some hard lessons by what you went through and what you've learned. So I really love that. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. I just want to pause here real quick to mention to all of you how grateful I am for the opportunity to partner up with Christian Parenting, who edits and produces this podcast, and they support me in so many ways. I can't even tell you how grateful I am for Christian Parenting. And Christian Parenting is a ministry that makes it their goal to just offer the resources parents need to confidently raise their children to know and love Jesus. And they create digital courses, all kinds of resources. They support so many wonderful podcasts. And I would love to invite you to offer a generous donation to Christian Parenting. You can do it real easily by going over to cpgive.org. Again, that's the letters CP as in Christian Parenting, cpgive.org to offer an end of the year donation that will just help them continue to do the work that they do into 2023. By supporting them, you're supporting me and that means so much. So thank you so much, you guys. And now we'll get back to the conversation. So this is airing in the middle of December. You and I are talking, and for those that don't have the book, now I'm assuming there's Kindle version available, is there or not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So people can grab it today and get caught up. It's Mm -hmm. not a long book. So guys, if you're anxious to feel like a friend is walking through this with you, I encourage you to grab the Kindle version and also order it because it's just so pretty. I love all your covers are just so, they just make, make my heart happy. But let's jump in now and talk a little bit practically about what we can do, because I will confess that most Decembers, I start off with great intentions Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be like last year. And I know you say this in the book about yourself. So I was with you there with those tangled up Christmas lights saying, it's not going to be like this next year. But by the end of the holiday, I'm often the one standing there going, when did it happen? When did I lose the focus? When did I get caught up? When did I start to literally wake up in the night stressed out about gifts and who I forgot and what's not in the mail yet? Like, it's just not what it's supposed to be about. And so if we're halfway through the month as this airs, I would love for you to give us some advice so that we can avoid those last few weeks of getting crazy. Can you offer? And then also, Christmas tide. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about what, how you approach that part of Christmas. So dive in for us. Yeah. Well, I did realize as I was writing the book that for me, I kind of treat the 25th as like the big day, right? Mm-hmm. Everything leads totally. up to the 25th and all the fun activities, they have to happen before. This is all in my mind. This is not yes, true yes. that I'm speaking. No, That's what's in my mind. Yes. That everything <laughs> that is fun has to happen before the 25th. And so what happens is we try to cram it all in. Like, I just want to clench my teeth. Like, we're going to have (laughs) fun and we're going to bake all the cookies and we're going to eat all the food and and of course, all the presents. Um, Yes. 
And then on the 26th, collapse, often being sick, yeah. like physically yes. sick because physically. they're so exhausted. Yes, um, and kids are depressed because they think all the fun is over and now you're going to be a mean mom and make them clean the house. <laughs> right, and you probably will be because you're exhausted. Yes. yes. So uh, uh, when I was looking at Advent, I was paying attention to this season of Christmas or Christmas tide in the church calendar because Advent is a season, if you're not familiar with the church calendar, it's the season in the church calendar, the four Sundays leading up to Christmas Eve and ends on Christmas Eve when the Christ child arrives. And then this actual season of Christmas starts on the 25th and it's 12 days long and goes to Epiphany. And I thought, okay, that this- is so amazing. Okay. Do, I was vaguely familiar with this, yeah. but the, you're saying the season of Christmas officially begins on the 25th. Yes. Yes. And goes for 12 days. Okay. Yes. Walmart does not tell us this. Walmart says <laughs> Christmas <laughs> starts in October and right. ends on like the 23rd, they're already putting stuff on sale, right? Right. Um, yes. So the 25th, we have these 12 days. And on a typical year, my kids would go back to school maybe the first or second week of January. We would have this quiet downtime. All the sports would typically be canceled because everybody's trying to cram everything in before the 25th. Um, there aren't a lot of parties, there aren't a lot of concerts. And so there was just this kind of quiet time. And I thought, how do we maximize this as a family? And maybe it's just building in quiet. And so one thing I started that year was just blocking off a couple of days where we were officially doing nothing. And mm, uh, we could be in our pajamas wonderful. all day. Now, I will say COVID life, we've been doing nothing. We've had enough of that. (laughs) We have had enough of it. So it's not going to be quite as enticing as it is in a typical season. But if you're listening to this now and you're thinking about next year already, just be thinking about that. But it is the sense that Christmas is worth 12 days of celebration and that the church marks that out and that we are used to it being just one big day and all of the prep leading up to it. So if you think about your celebration being 12 days long, it takes the pressure off of the 25th for one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is like, wait a minute, this is like a whole thing because the God of the universe came. And so it kind of deserves, you know, I get a day for my birthday. He should get more than I should. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, it makes sense right. that you get 12 days of celebration. Yes. yes. So, um, I, I just really tried to incorporate that in. So on the 15th, we're looking at what needs to happen between now and the 25th. Well, what special meals are going to happen on the 24th, on the 25th? What can you be doing now on the 16th mm. and 17th to mm-hmm. make the 24th more enjoyable so that you're not mm. staying up until three o'clock in the morning wrapping presents? Mm. Mm-hmm. I have done that. Uh-huh. And it, and then my kids get up at, you know, 4.30. So I, <laughs> that one hour of sleep is right. not um, sufficient. So just be thinking about and maybe write down all of the tasks mm-hmm. that you as the Christmas orchestrator need to do between the 15th and the 25th, and mm-hmm. then assign them to days. It's, I mean, not rocket science, yep. but, no, but, but it, it will help. We you. don't do it. Right, yes. but we don't do it. So things like grocery shopping and all of that. And, and by then, the way, I just love that term, the Christmas orchestrator. I, I, that was new to me. And I'm like, you know what? That is so spot on. So yes. good. 
Right. And, and that is what we are as moms. We're we are. making the magic happen. And that can yes, feel like a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and to remember, we don't have to compete in the magic department. Jesus wins. Like mm. he, he is a miracle of all miracles that God so loved the world that he came. So we don't really need to compete in that arena. He's mm. won. I love so it. just take some of that pressure off yourself. Now, you want to have some good memories. You want to have some fun. Here's one thing that I want to say is this year may be the year of tweaking traditions because mm. why not? we kind of talked about this when you were on the Open Door Sisterhood podcast mm. around graduation. Mm. Like yes. we did an episode on graduation this last year and how it was different mm. and how to make it special mm-hmm. even though it was different. And you were our guest, expert guest. Mm. Um <laughs> And so really we need to approach Christmas that way too. And maybe by now on the 15th, you've decided how you're going to tweak some things. But if you're thinking, you know, I just couldn't do that. I I didn't even schedule that one particular activity because it was impossible to do during COVID restrictions. Think instead, what is the spirit behind that? What was, how did I want my people to feel as the Christmas orchestra? How can I create that feeling? or that spirit of generosity or of appreciating music, whatever it is, whatever value you were trying to reinforce for your family by having that tradition, how can you tweak it this year? I love it. And so um, I just want to encourage people to think about that for the next, not just to the 25th, but on. Yeah. So, so can you, tell us more about those 12 days of Christmas, some creative ways, people have or you have done things? Any advice on that? I don't really have any. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I normally I don't tell believe people to relax. you. And again, yeah. year of COVID, right. maybe we're all done relaxing. Um, right. I okay. Will... But I, I, growing up, I'm remembering that though I didn't really understand the heart of it, I was too young, but there was at least one year where my mom did something where she had gifts under the tree that were marked for the 12 days following Christmas. So I think she had something, something good going there. And I loved it as a kid because instead of the disappointment, and I know my 10 year old, he's a real gift boy. And when all the gifts are open, there's kind of this, ah, like, dang, it's over (laughs) in his mind. Um, And all the talk in the world about Jesus might help a little, but you know, he's still thinking about just the, the fun of opening something. And so to have some little gifts, I don't know this year. I'm really trying not to do many little gifts this year because I'm doing most of my shopping online and I'm not going to be at, you know, the dollar store to buy little junk. But perhaps, you know, instead of giving all your gifts on Christmas, some of them could be spread out in the days following. Mm-hmm. That's an idea. Oh, right. And think about Advent calendars. If you've been on Pinterest or on Instagram, you've seen moms who have maybe done an activity every day during Advent. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. hmm, it's December 15th and I missed that boat. This, right. <laughs> this is a way yeah. for you to take that spirit of continuing the Christmas cheer day by day in bite-sized pieces. You know, I do think it's a time for families to be together. So to be thinking about activities, maybe instead of gifts, what is an activity we can do? It so may good. be limited because yep. of everything, but- right. Um, mix it up. I mean, my family is so sick of being together. So what can we do? Because we really right. have been together for nine months. My husband's yeah. been working from home yeah. and my kids have been home. So 
what can we do that feels different and special given the fact that we still are living within some restrictions? Right. No, I love that. And and I think for my kids, even things like going for a walk after dinner is is always fun, but we don't do it super often. It's just something you have to be intentional about. So I know where you live is cold, <laughs> but I'm thinking bundle up and say, if you mark it on the calendar and say, hey, on the 27th, we're all going to do this. And it's almost like makes it a thing, even though it's just a walk, but something you can do as a family that's special. Um, each day I think is really neat and it kind of just keeps the magic going. And if you can find ways to serve others, you know, on this day, we're all going to bring a meal to somebody who's stuck at home and do a little carol or a song or a blessing for that person. So I think even this, we can circle back to episode 82 with your partner, Krista Gilbert, where we are talking about Thanksgiving and being grateful. And a lot of that had to do with serving others. And so we can just, and, and my whole point of that episode was I wanted to talk about things we could do not only through the holidays, but in the new year. So I, I love that we could use some of those ideas in the days following Christmas. So good. Mm-hmm. Because we can say, I think with confidence that 2021 is a new year. And so some of what we can do as a family during those 12 days is to be thinking about the things that we are looking forward to mm-hmm. and and grieving the things that we've missed this year. But I think a lot of us have done a lot of grieving. And maybe it's time to be asking God, where can we be serving you in this world in this new year? And so maybe some of that planning could be something yeah. that you do together as a family. Mm, I love that. That is good. Okay. Well, Alex, thank you for all of that encouragement. And again, I hope people can all um, read your book and walk through this with you and feel like they've got a new friend in you. Where can people find you right now if they just want to track you down, find you on social media or listen to your podcast? Can you share again all the places people can find you? Yeah. The podcast is called The Open Door Sisterhood. So we're on iTunes or you can go to our website and listen there. My website is alexandrakirkendall.com. And I do have, if you go to the tab that is connected to this Christmas book, I do have some downloads that are just like planning forms and that Mm. kind of stuff. It may be a little late for some of those um, for the year, but um, it also has a Bible study that accompanies the book that you can download um, that really is more scripture focused. The book is a little more practical focused as far as... Mm -hmm. um, it talks about my own faith journey, but it isn't so Bible study e. Um, so you Love can um, get a Bible study on my website that you can download. So good. I have to hop in there because I meant to do this when we first got on, but we got so carried away quickly into chit-chatting. <laughs> but I wanted to say your name and I always oh, hesitate yeah. because I feel like I'm saying it wrong because of the spelling. It's Alexandra <laughs> Kirkendall mm-hmm. and you say Kirkendall, but it is spelled K-U-Y-K-E-N-D-A-L-L. Can you tell us a little about how that, wh- where that name comes from? I'm so curious. Yes. <laughs> well, I was impressed that you pronounced it correctly before we started <laughs> recording. And then I remembered that you're in Hawaii and usually- yes. If you're from the United States, you pronounce it correctly. If you're from Houston, because there's a big street that is pronounced that way, oh. but spelled that way in Houston. Oh, okay. And then there is a building at the University of Hawaii that is hmm. <laughs> spelled that I'm way. I'm so curious that. How, where it that is, came from. Yes, it is Dutch in origin. And okay. apparently, U-Y, that combination uh-huh. in Dutch is pronounced ear. So I think it's more like okay. Kierkendall. 
when oh, you're in Dutch speaking okay. countries. I married into it. Go. Yeah. It, my go. last it name happens. used to be really easy and this is not, it's just <laughs> long and complicated. <laughs> but it's so fun. I love it. I like saying it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Alexandra Kirkendall, Kirkendall. Thank you so much. I have been so encouraged by you and your book, and I would love to have you back on to talk about your other books and the things you're working on now. So just appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas. Mele Kaliki Maka. (laughs) Have a great rest of your season. God bless you. Aloha. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I just love Alex. I'm sure you did too. And whatever's going on in your life, wherever you are, I truly hope that you can love your actual Christmas. So there are links to anything we mentioned over in show notes, which you can find at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 188. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of this podcast community. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.